Thank you, Joyce. We are certainly blessed by your musical gifts and Johnny for that parade of spring flowers. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Susan and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We're going to start this morning with the daily word. The word for today is gather. The affirmation is we gather and magnify the presence of God. As I gather with others in the spirit of love and peace, my awareness of God's presence becomes more powerful, even palpable. Together, we create an energy, a vibration greater than any of us has alone. I am comfortable and at ease when I notice our differing appearances preferences, backgrounds, and opinions because I am reminded of the limitless diversity of divine expression and my place in it. When I join in fellowship with my family, friends, and all others who are dear to me, each of us becomes a mirror for each other. When we see in one another the divine presence that lives in and expresses as each person. The unifying energy of divine love unites and binds us together. In this love, we are one. And from Psalm 133:1, how very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. And now, if you would join us singing. Uh, surely the presence while Joyce accompanies us. Thank you. And together we will say our opening statement. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. And our welcoming song today is I am walking in the light.
Uh, Joyce, you are muted. Thought I unplugged it. Okay, we'll try that again. to sing that a lot. It's really nice to revisit it. Thank you. So it's time for us to greet our neighbors. And if you are in church, that's easy to do. If you're on Zoom, you can go to gallery view so you can see everyone. And uh, welcome. Glad everybody's here. And um, after the service, we can unmute and truly greet and share news and all. So we'll see you then. Uh, it's time for announcements. There are three that I'm aware of. Today at two o'clock at Bear Raven Longhouse, Grandfather Ray Wilson has his medicine wheel teaching. At three o'clock on... Um, Zoom, Circle in America meets, and today they're talking about um, indigenous peoples of this country. That's from 3 to 4.30, and all that information is in the emails you've received from Irene. And then um, next Sunday, we need somebody who would like to do a reading for us. So if in the next hour you're moved to do that, you can speak up at the end of this time and get your name on the list. Okay, so we are going to say our unity. Oh, excuse me. Does anybody have any further announcements? I am not all knowing. Oh, maybe I am, okay. Well then, um, we will move on to the unity statement. And if you would join me in saying this. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And today, our song of joy is, I Feel Wonderful. 
Thank you. You all do look wonderful. Um, today, our reading is brought to us by Hallie. And here she comes. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Morning. It's great to be here. I wasn't sure if we'd ever be back to this, this stage. I should have always had more faith. So thank you, everyone, for making it possible. Today I have two short readings by two favorite authors of mine that are Unity authors. Um, believe we can't hear you back. Oh, you can't. Can you hear me now? No, you don't need to put over the side Oh, like that. Okay. Like that. Okay. Now you can hear me? Kind of? Yes. Okay. I can't hear myself. Okay. Um, the first one is called Change. And it's by James Dellard Freeman. I'm sure most of you are very familiar with him. He's one of my very favorites. And these are from a very old booklet. Um, it actually came from Deanne. She had a lot of Unity booklets. I'm sure she got one almost uh, once every couple. Oh, once every couple months. Now I know you can hear me. Okay. From from Deanne, and um, this is one of the ones I picked up from her. They had great Unity booklets back then too. So, I have resisted change with all my will, cried out to life, pass by and leave me still. But I have found as I have trudged time's track that all my wishing will not hold life back. All finite things must go their finite way. I cannot bid the merest moment stay. So finding that I have no power to change, change, I have changed myself. And this is strange. 
But I have found out when I let change come, the very change that I was fleeing from has often held the good I had prayed for. And I was not the least for change, but more. Once I accepted life and was not loath to change, I found change was the seed of growth. I've always been somebody who has trouble with change. <laughs> I don't know if others do, but it takes me a long time. The other one is by Martha S. Smock. And probably most of you know if you've played Unity things for a while. Here we go. And it's called No Other Way. Could we but see the pattern of our days, we should discern how devious were the ways by which we came to this, the present time. This place in life, and we should see the climb our soul has made up through the years. We should forget the hurts, the wanderings, the fears, the wastelands of our life, and know that we could come no other way or grow into our good. Without these steps, our feet found hard to take, our feet, faith found hard to meet. The road of life winds on, and we like travelers go from turn to turn until we come to know the truth that life is endless and that we are forever the inhabitants of all eternity. Thank you all. Thank you, Hallie. <clears throat> and now, if you would please join us as Joyce leads us in the meditation song, I Am the Way, the Truth.
Thank you. That was beautiful. And the slides were amazing. Thank you, Johnny. And now we will have our affirmations. So if you would join me in the affirmations, please. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. And today we will say the progressive Lord's Prayer followed by the Alleluia. Our creator who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God in eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am. Amen. Thank you, Joyce. <clears throat> I'm just laughing because uh, when I'm singing, the, the sign comes up on my screen that says, you know, you're muted. And I think, thank God. <laughs> so this morning, we are so lucky to have Eileen back with us. It's the fourth Sunday and she is continuing her series on gratitude. So welcome Eileen. There we go, gotta push the button. Okay, um, so does this stay here? Are we leaving it here? What are we doing? Well, I think we need it closer to your mouth. So you, you need it closer to my mouth? Oh my goodness. It's all good. We'll figure it out. Because I can talk louder too. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> all right. So we are continuing with our talk of living in gratitude, um, mastering the art of giving thanks every day, a month by month guide from Angelise Arian. So we missed March. My, my fault, my apologies, lots going on. And we'll come back to it at the end. Because as 
we know gratitude does not have to go in a cycle. It does not have to happen in a specific order. So we're going to pick up with April and be glad for it. Um, I am loving all of the fabulous images of spring and the songs and all of the, it's just so alive this morning. And so we are going to continue with that essence of being alive. We're going to take a look at spring um, here talking in April. So as we move through the spring season, we are continually presented with the new. It is the rebirth or the resurrection of the earth with spring flowers emerging from the soil, fresh green leaves on these seemingly dead stalks and branches of the plants around us, and the baby animals emerging into the lengthening and warming days. Among my favorite religious services has always been the Easter service. And I know that Easter was last week, but bear with me, okay? So Easter has always been one of my favorite services. Now, as a child, that was because we went to the early mass and afterwards there was an Easter egg hunt. And what child does not love to run around the field and pick up brightly colored things full of candy, okay? Um, however, 22 years ago, I experienced Easter in a very different way. So, 22 years ago, I had um, recently discovered Unity, and they kept talking about a sunrise service. And I had been going to Unity of Olympia, and I decided to attend the sunrise service at 6 a.m. to show up at the church. And I walked in, and there was nobody there, and I thought I must have gotten it wrong. And nope, didn't find them inside. I found them outside. And how many of you have been to the Unity of Olympia campus? All right. If you've not been to the Unity of Olympia campus, it's a beautiful place. It's nestled in the forest. There are growing things all around. And I just really loved it there. And so I went out back and I found them outside. And Reverend Anna gave a brief talk. And she talked about how we were experiencing this rebirth and resurrection and how Easter was a representation of that. And then we were invited to walk the grounds. We were to look for evidence of rebirth and resurrection. And I was still a little confused as to what this meant. I had lived through half the springs of my life and I had never stopped to marvel at the wonder of spring, ever. So I walked the ground slowly and for the first time really looked at the spring flowers and the little buds on the plants that were getting ready to become summertime flowers and leaves. I saw the pale green of the new ferns. I had never stopped to wonder at the dew on the spider webs or the small bugs or the little baby things that scurry about in the early morning time. And I experienced all of these things that morning. I wandered the grounds in awe, as if looking at the world around me for the very first time. And it was spring. It was spring and the earth was in a state of resurrection. We gathered back together and Reverend Anna talked about how we too experienced this time of resurrection. When we take the time to grow in spiritual practice. So as we all know, the Lenten season and Easter is for just that, to grow in our spiritual practice. However, I invite you to continue in this state of spiritual resurrection 
throughout the whole spring season. As many of you know, I've been really busy the last couple months. We unexpectedly decided to sell our home and we bought a new piece of property. We quickly renovated <laughs> the existing dwelling on that property. We moved and we are slowly settling in. We walked onto this property in January, in the dead of winter, and yet we knew that this was the place for us. And now I marvel at the fact that it's mine. As we have entered the spring season, I have found myself, I've been doing this all week. I find myself marveling at the pure perfection of it. I had a particularly bad day one day this week. And I went home and I drove down my, there's a private drive lined with lovely homes. And as I drove down this driveway, I thought, oh, I'm going home. And it felt good. I pulled into my driveway and I could see the sun filtering through the trees out back. And I thought, I need to go look at it. And I wandered around, there's just shy of four acres. And I wandered around and I looked for the new. I found the huckleberries with their new leaves. I found the Oregon grapes with their new flowers. I found the rose bushes with their little buds just starting to form. And I marveled at it. I found myself dragging a patio chair over into the perfect beam of sunlight so that I could sit in the warmth of the sun and I could look up through the canopy of my magnificent oak trees, look at the blue sky and hear the birds singing all around me. And it was perfect. So I find myself this spring season experiencing it new again, finding myself in this place where I'm realizing that our life is always new and we're always in a place where we can experience the rebirth and the resurrection of our spirit as long as we are ready and willing to so as the days lengthen and the earth around us comes back to life we can be startled into thankfulness at any moment we gotta come in, we gotta come back to gratitude right it's not all about springtime we gotta bring the gratitude in okay so April is not just important to Christians as Easter is not the only spiritual tradition that finds value in the spring. Depending on the tradition in question, it can be a time of sanctification, purification, surrender, redemption, liberation, or resurrection. All very spring-like. In all the spiritual traditions, and redemption stories, human beings return to and experience the natural states of freedom, love, humility, and goodness. So it is that April holds the twin blessings of nature's spectacular renewal and the soul's sanctification and redemption. This season of renewal is a time of mercy and forgiveness. We've talked about forgiveness. I've talked about it a couple times since I've been here. And among the most potent examples of forgiveness we have in Christian teachings is that of Jesus upon the cross. 
Even as he hung upon the cross, nailed through his hands and his feet, he spoke of forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23, verse 34. As I said, we've talked about forgiveness because it is a forever practice. We don't forgive once and then never find ourselves needing to forgive again, even if it's just to forgive ourselves for not being able to forgive. With all the fresh and new about us, it is a time to renew our spirit through forgiveness. Okay? With forgiveness comes mercy, and we cannot experience forgiveness and mercy from a place of ungratefulness. During this month, this time, this season, our gratitude work is to expose the states of ungratefulness we harbor within ourselves. So that, that's, our, that's our plan right now. We may have long practiced turning from them reluctant to recognize such qualities within ourselves is what miss arian says but now they they're calling for healing so we may restore balance to our relationships with others and ourselves it is easy to say we are grateful for all we have while at the same time comparing our lives with others and experiencing jealousy and feelings of lack just gonna throw that out there. It is really easy to say, oh, I'm really grateful for my job, while at the same time saying somebody else has more than I do. How unfair is that? So let's be honest, it's not a state of gratitude. When we begin to take our blessings for granted, or we are constantly comparing ourselves to and become envious of others, we are in a state of ingratitude, regardless of what we say. Arian states that often being ungrateful can be a symptom of mistrust, suspicion of another's motives, or lack of socialization. I think it was lack of socialization with dogs that can't be friendly. However, when we come at life from a place of ingratitude, we are not properly socialized. Oxford Dictionaries defines mercy as a compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Is it within our power to punish or harm ourselves? Absolutely. And so sometimes we need to take mercy upon ourselves as well as others. Suffering is a treasure for it conceals mercies is a um, quote from a Persian poet named Rumi. So how is suffering, um, how is mercy concealed in suffering? For example, within the suffering of illness, the mercy that emerges is the chance to rest and replenish. Or the loss of a relationship may contain within it the hidden mercy of reconnecting with oneself and thus reconnecting with other meaningful aspects of life. When we engage in the act of forgiveness, the gratitude portal of mercy opens wide within us. Karen Armstrong in her book, The Spiral Staircase says, all the world's faiths put suffering at the top of their agenda because it is an inseparable fact, inescapable fact of human life. 
And unless you see things as they are, you cannot live correctly. But even more important, if we deny our own pain, it is all too easy to dismiss the suffering of others. Every single one of the major traditions, Confucianism, Buddhism, Hinduism, as well as all the monotheisms, teaches a spirituality of empathy by means of which you relate your own suffering to that of others. In this spring season, I invite you to take an inventory of where you may be holding onto grudges, resentments, and old disappointments. Disappointments is a big one for me. Sometimes I hold grudges, sometimes I hold resentments, but disappointments I hold on to for a long time. So I'm working on that. This is where we have the opportunity to look at where we can become more compassionate with ourselves or others. And if we do this inventory and find that there is something we just can't let go of, can we extend mercy and forgiveness to ourselves? Can we meet ourselves where we are, accepting we are on even with that we are an ever evolving work in progress? The traditional themes of resurrection, redemption, and purification that surface this month are invitations to recognize our states of ingratitude and release them. In so doing, we nurture and sanctify the soul. This is not always easy to do. It requires us to consciously move out from the darkness of these harmful states into the light of hope and trust. Spiritual traditions have held that the ways that we can break free of darkness are through the practices of forgiveness, repentance, contrition, and atonement. Now, I had to look up atonement. And I have this fabulous little book called How to Speak Unity. And it often explains what the generally believed definition is of said word and then how unity views it differently. And I really appreciate that. So what is atonement? In traditional Christianity, atonement is the reconciliation of sinful men and women to God through the death of Jesus. In unity, we do not recognize a need to be reconciled with God because we are all created in God's image and likeness. As human beings, we are the microcosm of the macrocosm created to express our unique magnificence in this life. Pain and suffering comes from the refusal or unwillingness to express such magnificence rather than as a result of sin. Pain and suffering is the result of not living your magnificence. Let's be magnificent. My gosh, there are three medicines of the indigenous societies of North America. I thought this was pretty cool. Okay, so three medicines of the indigenous peoples of North America. The medicine of genuine acknowledgement, the medicine of genuine apology, and the medicine of laughter and joy. All three are necessary for extending healing and mercy toward ourselves and others, 
acknowledging, apologizing, and joy. Being at natural harmony with oneself, atonement, or at one mint. Take that word atonement and you break it out and it's at one mint. To be in natural harmony with oneself, one is also at one with God, experiencing true at one mint or atonement. April's benefit of gratitude practice. So let's take a minute and consider why it is important to engage in gratitude practice. Grateful people are more compassionate, merciful, generous, and forgiving. As a result, they are also more hopeful and trusting of themselves, others, and their circumstances. And research confirms that grateful people are less lonely, bitter, isolated, unforgiving, or indifferent. So there's a lot of benefit to some gratitude practice. So what work can we do with gratitude as we work through this spring season? And into the next month, we're going to consider some of these practices, okay? And I will share my notes and so you can find them on the website um, after I make the few grammatical corrections that I found after I printed, okay? But let's talk the practices that we can engage in. So I invite you to choose one or more of these things to consider as you work through the spring season. Make amends in at least two areas of your life. Consider when you are experiencing jealousy, envy, or are comparing yourself to others. And in practice, strengthening your self-esteem and sense of self-sufficiency by locating yourself consistently in self-trust, self-respect, and remembering your own self-value and unique purpose. Recite the verse of the Avatmanaska Sutra at least once every day or create your own prayer of repentance and atonement. My note says enter verse here. I will locate said verse and put it there. Spend an hour in nature and in silence. That is where I've found myself lately. Give gratitude for the mercies, forgiveness, and repentance that you have extended to others, as well as for those you have received them from? What circumstances or relationships could benefit from the three medicines of genuine acknowledgement, genuine apology, and fostering joy, humor, and laughter? Sincerely extend and work with these medicines in your life. What is your current relationship to faith and trust? Journal or write a page about where faith and trust are strong in your life and where they are currently being tested. How have your faith and trust strengthened in the past year? As you consider your gratitude practices for the coming weeks, please join me in a few moments of quiet. For our meditation today, I want to share with you the first psalm of the Hebrew scripture as noted in, uh, in our book. 
Blessed are the man and woman who have grown beyond their greed and have put an end to their hatred and no longer nourish illusions. But they delight in the ways things are and keep their hearts open day and night. They are like trees planted near flowing rivers, which bear fruit when they are ready. Their leaves will not fall or wither. Everything they do will succeed. You are the blessed men and women. For you have grown beyond greed. You have put an end to your hatred. You no longer nourish illusions. You delight in the ways things are. You keep your hearts open day and night. You are like trees planted near flowing rivers and you bear fruit when you are ready. And your leaves will not fall or wither for you will succeed in all things. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Eileen. That was packed with goodness. I'm looking forward to seeing the printed version. Thank you so much. It's time now for our offering. We want to thank everyone who continues to send checks to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. And also those who donate on our website at unityofcentralia.net. Additionally, we thank everyone who gives of their time and talent. Now, let us say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
Thank you. And now our blessing of thanks. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. It is now time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, just speak out their name or hold them quietly in your hearts. Uh, this morning, we continue to pray for the people who are affected by the war in Ukraine and all of the other spots in the world where there is injustice and brutality. We um, continue to pray for the people in our communities and elsewhere in the world who are living without homes and who are hungry. I would ask for the prayers for my son's family who's dealing with a child with mental health issues. And if there are other prayers requested, you could unmute and speak them or speak them within the church or just hold them quietly in your heart. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And <clears throat> together we will say our prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And let's circle up either virtually or in person and sing the peace song.
Thank you, Joyce. And I would like to thank everybody who made our service great today. Eileen and Joyce and Hallie and Johnny and Tom and all of you who are there in the church and here on Zoom. Thank you all for being here. Next week, we will have um, Audrey for our speaker. So come back then. And you on Zoom can unmute and chat a bit while the folks in church are doing the same. <laughs>